there were a couple of people that had mentioned that a plane had hit the first tower. So I looked up and I, I of course, could see a lot of flames and, uh, you know, the impact of the plane on that first tower and just mail and just pieces of paper and debris falling, right? But that even before I could begin to process all that, that's when that second plane hit the South Tower. And then that's really when I was, you know, running for my life. From outside, this is The Daily Rally. Short stories of resilience in the face of big challenges and unexpected adventures. Today, a young professional turns to the mountains to restore his faith in humanity. After this. My name is LP Kitakaisi, and on trail, I go by Little Buddha. Right now, I am on the Appalachian Trail, and I grew up in Hutchinson, Kansas. I'm an American adventurer. I am also a long-distance thru-hiker, and that is really what drives me, motivates me, and also inspires me. I'm Hmong American, and the Hmong are a Southeast Asian group that came over to the United States in the 70s as a product of the Vietnam War. And my family was just part of that. We have a saying in our language, and it translates to, we are of the mountains. And Hmong in Cantonese, it actually translates to free people. And so our ability to remain autonomous, to have our own lives and to live the way that we want is very, very important culturally. You know, coming to Kansas and having that uh, barren kind of landscape, just the whole culture shock of coming from Southeast Asia to the Midwest, it was pretty eye-opening, I think, for my family. We really found refuge by visiting Colorado. You know, Hmong people, we, we, we love to hunt, we love to fish and all of those things. And so my parents were able to save enough for each summer and we would go to Colorado and go on vacation. And so that's really where the love of the outdoors started for me as a young person. Growing up in the Midwest and growing up in Kansas, you know, I was a, a pretty odd child. <laughs> like, I, I was really interested in counterculture, like, literature. I got really interested in Jack Kerouac. That just kind of changed my whole worldview and really just let me know what else might be out there beyond the confines of my small Midwest town. I graduated college and immediately got out of there. <laughs> and I, I moved to New York because that was just something that my literary influences had done. And so I found myself uh, shortly after college in Manhattan. And I was there in the mid nineties, you know, working down in the financial center. I, I was a marketing manager down at American Express. And so, on September 11th, uh, I, I would take the subway down to World Trade Center. And that morning, you know, beautiful autumn morning, 
um, you know, the sun was just shining and just a typical New York day, you know, and I just happened to be in the train when the first tower hit. The train came to an abrupt stop and everyone kind of, you know, you're jolted, right? And and everyone's in work clothes. So, so there's no like uh, being nimble and keeping yourself up. People were pretty much falling on top of each other, being pushed up against each other. We, you know, came into the station and the first thing I noticed was just smoke. And there was just a lot of smoke and the transit authority came down and told us all to evacuate. We exited the train and I walked up the stairs. I made the mistake of walking directly up onto that plaza. First thing I noticed was all this debris, like just a lot of like office equipment, but mail, pieces of paper just flying around. And, you know, you, you start asking people what's going on. There were a couple of people that had mentioned that a plane had hit the first tower. So I looked up and I, I of course, could see a lot of flames and, uh, you know, the impact of the plane on that first tower. But that even before I could begin to process all that, that's when that second plane hit the South Tower. And then that's really when I was, you know, running for my life. And this is kind of where it gets a little, um, I think for me, uh, it's really difficult to, 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 to talk about this. Um, but I, I think it's important. We're all just kind of looking up at the towers and then you start hearing screams. And um, that day it was all about, you know, sirens and people yelling and screaming and you know crying and you know this this was a different type of scream though the people that were up in those towers they were trapped they were making life decisions pretty much to end their life by jumping out the windows and it was just too much for me you know that was just too much for me and so i i turned and just you know headed north and, and walked home probably about three months after September 11th. I can remember this to this day, just sitting in my office. I, I made a conscious decision that, you know, I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to leave New York. I'm going to get rid of all of my possessions and just put everything into a backpack and start walking. I had hiked the Pacific Crest Trail before I started working and, you know, the very first through hike I ever did was on the John Muir Trail. I knew I wanted to have a life beyond what I was doing. I wanted to kind of take back my own agency and my own uh, sense of self because that had been lost. Um, and the trail was always there. It was always something that I remember being my, my best and most authentic self. One thing that you will encounter on trail, no doubt, is trail magic. Trail magic is essentially just when someone does something kind and unexpected, right? That could be as simple as giving you a ride to town to resupply, or sometimes, you know, people come out and will actually meet you and like make food and like have this whole like setup. It's pretty amazing. That I think is something that is just really unique to through hiking and long distance travel. 
are these magical, spontaneous moments of human kindness where we're all just out there enjoying company, enjoying time shared together in a usually an incredible and beautiful surrounding, right? Often I find myself much more giving, much more forgiving. Um, I find myself wanting to be helpful because that's what's been given to me. And so it's kind of like this feedback loop, right? I think people think that like through hiking and backpacking and exploring, it's about getting away from people. And again, it's, 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 it's actually the irony of through hiking is it, it does bring you back to community and to connection. One mantra I always practice is gratitude <laughs> because I think when you're in the moment, you can get really down and just like, why is everything wrong? What is going on? You know, why are my shoes aren't right? You know, my backpack broke, you know, I can't get a ride. And so in those moments, and it's oftentimes when I'm walking on a road, um, I find myself really uh, not grateful. And so I purposely will practice a gratitude mantra. Um, and that's just something as simple as, you know, saying something like, you know, I allow myself to expand my gratitude. I'm going to enjoy this day. Thank you for this pain. Thank you for the weight that's in my backpack. You know, it's just something to kind of get myself out of that mood. And it works. It works. Once you start letting go of things that you think is supposed to be the right thing and allow yourself to just be in that moment, that's really when the magic happens. LP Kitakaisi, or Lil Buddha, is a Hmong American adventurer, speaker, and outdoor advocate. He is currently hiking the Pangaea Traverse, a route that includes three continents and crosses 18 countries. To follow along with his adventures, visit his Instagram at Lil Buddha Hikes. That's at L I L B U D D H A Hikes. The story was produced by Caro Rolando. We want to hear your stories. Please nominate the people in your life who found a way to rally. Go to outsideonline.com slash daily rally where you can also see photos of many of our guests. The Daily Rally was created for Outside by me, Kat Jaffe, and House of Pod. The executive producer for Outside is Michael Roberts. Additional production and script editing by Marin Larson. Our audio editors are Kevin Seaman and Benny Beausoleil. And our music is composed by Louis Weeks. We appreciate our Outside Plus members who make this show possible. If you're not already a member, you can join us at outsideonline.com slash pod plus. Thank you for listening. <laughs>